Hey guys, Abdullah here, and welcome to this special episode of Yesterday's Capers. And we're giving you the episode that we did on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air last year, because we're celebrating 30 years of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 30 years! How brilliant is that? I'm sure you've seen all the pictures of the cast who are all reunited and back together. I think there was even the old Aunt Viv and Will Smith talking. So that's amazing as well. I'm sure the reunion was epic. And if you missed the episode last time around, well, now's your chance to catch it. And I'm sure if you're of a certain age, you loved Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And we talk all about this show. We obviously talk about Will Smith and some of the other characters. And of course, iconic moments, iconic episodes. Don't take my word for it. Sit back, relax and listen to the episode. And so the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air now. This is the main event. So obviously this is... Starring Will Smith as a fictionalized version of himself, moving from West Philadelphia, born and raised, where the playground where he spent most of his days. And so he gets into a fight, and his mom got scared and says, "You're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air." I don't know why I'm singing the theme song, but yeah, so there you go. And it ran for six seasons, airing 148 episodes. And yeah, so this is basically Will, he's from a working class background and he's basically clashing with how the Banks family, they live in a, a nice house in Bel Air. They've got a mansion in Bel Air and he's basically trying to figure it all out. The actual premise of the show is actually loosely based on the producer Benny Medina. So Benny Medina grew up in uh, L.A., so East L.A., so in a poor neighborhood. But he made friends with a, a rich white teenager and they lived in Beverly Hills. And so he lived with them. And so he kind of used that as part of the the concept of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So basically uh, a poor black guy moving to a, a wealthy part of uh, wealthy part of uh, Bel-Air. It's funny because uh, before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and this was kind of like the thing that sort of helped save and revive Will Smith's career because obviously, as you know, at the time he was part of a duo called uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. So that was kind of like his um, tandem with uh, with Jazz. I have a question. Is that the same jazz that's in Fresh Prince? Yeah. Oh, it's the so same they guy. were a duo oh, cool. together and they, obviously, they were making loads of music. They met because I think he was doing a, uh, uh, he was DJing at a house party. Yeah. And he was missing his hype man. And Will Smith just turned up. Hype, hype. man, so basically the rapper. Ah, oh, okay. So, or the MC if you want. I'm learning. <laughs> Be more white, Paul. <laughs> Be more white. But hype man, come on, what? Like normally rappers will have a hype man with them when they're performing. Yeah, but I don't understand. So if it's kind of like, for example, if you're rapping like Old MacDonald had her and then the rap man, uh, the hype we'll man would be fun. like, farm, E-I, E-I. Yeah, so kind of, it's kind of like that. That's the basic explanation of, of hype man. But, uh, 
but yeah anyway yeah so he was like and that's how they kind of joined together and then in 1986 i think they released their first single girls ain't nothing but trouble so this is basically using the uh, i dream of genie theme song yeah as part of the, the soundtrack you know i dream of genie no of course not oh yeah okay yeah. so they use that as the sample i actually think this is their best song girls ain't nothing but trouble and they win a couple of Grammys. So they win a Grammy for Parents Just Don't Understand. And obviously they won a Grammy for Summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Nope. You'll probably know it if you heard it. But I, I think Men it's in Black. the most overrated song ever written. I think it's so overrated. People go crazy for that song. I mean, I can tell you now if they're going crazy for that song, it's overrated because I don't. I can tell. No, by but it. I mean, you're just the weirdo, but everybody knows Summertime by DJ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Nope. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an incredibly famous song. Unfortunately, they uh, split up in 1994 after Code Red because I think Will Smith wanted to pursue acting as we'll go on to with the, the Fresh Prince. So basically, I think he gets into a load, a load of debt. In real and life? He's, yeah, in real life. And so he's basically trying to figure out what the hell am I going to do with my life? And I think his girlfriend at the time suggested that he go to the uh, Arsenio Hall show. And at the Arsenio Hall show, I think that is where he met Benny, Benny Medina. And Benny Medina told him this idea about he was having a an idea for a show and Will Smith was like, oh, I'm not sure. I've never done acting before, but he convinces him to meet Quincy Jones and they meet Quincy Jones and he basically hands Will Smith a script and they do a reading and fast forward, they're drawing up the contract and literally three months later, they're shooting a pilot. Wow. And that's how... That's incredible. I love those stories, man. Like where it's like, you know, against all odds, people kind of make it. I love those kind of things. it's one of those chance. I love a chance meeting. Yeah. So he just goes to the Arsenio Hall just randomly. And then that's how he meets Benny Medina. And for Benny Medina, he meets Quincy Jones. And boom, you got a sitcom. And so, yeah, they do that for six seasons. You've obviously got... And he moves into the house with um, Uncle Phil, who's played by James Avery. You got Vivian, who's played by Janet Herbert Witten, and then later Daphne Maxwell Reed, and then Carlton Alfonso Ribeiro. You had Hillary, Karen Parsons, Ashley Banks, Tatiana Ali, Joseph Marcel is Jeffrey, and then obviously later on Nikki was born. So you had Ross Bagley playing the role of Nikki. Now, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Where do you? I, do you want to start with uh, this? Do you know? What? I don't even know where to start because I, th- I think this kind of burst on our screens when we were kind of younger. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when it came out. When how old we were? It was 1990, so I was two. No, but I don't remember. I don't. I remember it kind of being a thing, and it wasn't a thing, and then it was a thing when. But I was kind of like uh, getting a bit older now, maybe yeah. in my teens. Yeah, I only got into it like. As as I'm in my teens, I never again. It, it used to come on as a, actually, yeah. I I think my aunties used to watch it and whatnot. Yeah, I remember being in year eight at school. I think, um, which must be the uh, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, tenth grade, eleventh grade, or whatever it is. I don't know in America. Year eight. 
It'll yeah. be the eighth grade. Is it? Yes. Oh yeah, I start from seven. <laughs> eighth grade. Okay, so are you sure? Yeah. Including I think, receptionist. I think seven, year seven, year eight, and year nine is like middle school. Yeah. And then year ten, year eleven is like. Yeah. So school. I was in like year eight when this came out, and it was like. It was huge. I remember me and my mate used to know all the words. Yeah, to, um, everybody knows the words too. But in the first episode, they had the the uh, the it's an extended it's version a single, of the intro, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, the whole so it's extended an version. Song, yeah. Um, I mean, I have to say the middle verses don't really add anything to the <laughs> overall soundtrack. I think they're just kind of there. But I have to say, when I was a kid, straight out the gate, I don't really like the theme song. I know the words. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not going to agree with you because I really like the theme tune. But I have to say, when I was re-watching it, so I, I watched it as a, as a teenager and I, I really liked it and everyone I knew yeah, liked yeah, it. Yeah. But then I watched it again and it wasn't quite as much. But then I watched it again for this and I, I have to say, I kind of enjoyed it a bit more than I did the last time I watched it. But the theme tune, the first few episodes, you're like, yeah, straight on. And you know, like, because it's all on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and the first, like, maybe f three, four episodes you're watching, you're watching it all the way through, the intro, yeah. and then you slowly start to get up to that sneak in, uh, skip intro button, right? I was like that from the gate. From the gate. I mean... There might have been a time in my life where I did like the theme song. Yeah. But, like I said, it's been played to death. Just like yeah. that summertime song. It's played to death. To death. Death. I can't deal with this theme song. Yeah. I know all the words. I know every bar. I know every beat. If I watch enough episodes of the older Fresh Prince, I would know the words to the other parts of it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, so one thing I noticed. But it makes the show, it gives it that flavor and that uniqueness about it. And I guess, yeah whatever it's good whatever. i think probably um this is just a theory of mine this is nothing this is not based on factors it's just complete conjecture but i think that the the fact that the um although it's annoying now now we've we listened to it 500 times probably in the, in the last few months um i feel like with without a um an intro like that it wouldn't have been quite so successful because everyone yeah 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 everyone yeah, yeah. knew the words to yeah it. everyone yeah. knew what it was yeah. Um, you couldn't mention Fresh Prince about singing, singing, yeah. singing some of the theme tunes. This is a story all about how my life got flipped exactly. upside down. And, and I'd you... like to take a minute, just sit right here. i tell you how I became a prince to the town called... Oh. So everyone knows it, right? And I'm not sure how interested people would have been without that to to kind of get them into to it. To bounce off yeah. and have that dynamic with, with the show. No, I, exactly. I, I, no, no, I, I, I get all of that. I, I do. I just, for me, and it's just a, a personal preference kind of thing. I just, yeah, it was. And with this show, we'll probably get into it as we talk about episodes and themes and things like that. I think Fresh Prince of Bel-Air just about by a thread holds up. I think most of it yeah. hasn't aged well. I yeah. don't think. I don't think it's aged as well as Good Times or Family Matters. I just think that with this show, there's some incredible moments, some incredible scenes that frankly saves the show 
Is it the when uh, there's an there's an episode where Phil and um, Will c- hug? I think probably for the first time ever in it. Is it when the dad? Oh yeah. What does he say? He says um. So something, so something about his dad. Yeah. And they see ha- that. Oh, that's just absolutely like, phenomenal. Yeah. Scene that was where he's. Oh, just, it wasn't that a real part, real bit of acting, wasn't that like? I a, think yeah, like it's one of those where legend it was goes. Just, yeah, like it's it's one of those where because it's so real, because it's so raw. Yeah. You can't really. You can't really. Like it's not a scripted thing. Yeah. Like you, you're gonna have to like improvise a little bit. You're gonna have to really sort of read the moment and read the situation and just kind of go with it. Yeah. I think he discusses that episode and he's like, it's it was so real. And I think he was saying that James was telling him that look, you're gonna have to just act the heck out of this moment. You're gonna have to give this every last ounce of energy and, and 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 acting that you can give it so i've i've just googled uh fresh prince dad scene uh so i just put fresh prince dad and it came scene real so i think this was kind of a a, a, a part in the uh in the series where will smith's acting stopped being acting and kind of he just kind of brought his own experiences yeah yeah, um, yeah. and you could tell all over youtube so the way yeah like everybody like if you're sharing clips of fresh prince everybody will always share this clip and it's one of those where if you're in a situation where you didn't grow up having a dad yeah you could feel every sinew of pain and emotion that he's saying where he's like I had 15 great birthdays without him. I don't need him now. To hell with him! And he's just... He's like, I didn't need him then and then I don't need him now. And then the the inner kid just comes out of him and he's like, how come he doesn't want me anymore? Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, like, how come, like, so I'm this guy? Yeah. And he's just like, he's... He's like, I've developed... He's saying all the things that he's done so I learned how to shave... I learned how to play basketball. I learned how to fight. I learned how to do all of these stuff. And he still doesn't want me. Like, what? what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. the kid will think, is it me? Is it something that I did wrong? No, it's the fact that his dad is just a big bottle job that didn't want to stick around. So that that was that was it. But that's just one of those scenes where you just, You'll never ever forget it, and you'll never ever. You'll always watch that and just think, "This is just, yeah, this is unreal." It's just, yeah, and it's scenes like that where they're doing the real and they're doing the real stuff, which makes Fresh Prince of Bel Air just about stand the test of time. Because I think if you take off every kind of serious episode that they had. And it was just the comedy. Yeah, I don't think it would have held up. And I and I and I thought at times it was. I'm watching it and it's it's cringe. Yeah, I'm I th- cringing at the the comedy at the at the acting. But again, maybe it's the charm. Maybe that's what made it what it is. But I think I have to agree with you actually about the the fact that you know they. It's kind of a bit cringy, a bit here and there, but. I have to say, it's a credit to the writers, um, and I find this in a few. There's a few shows that can do it really well. 
Um, and just for Jim's sake, I'm going to plug Only Fools and Horses because they do it incredibly well. Yeah. But the ability to go from funny to serious, especially in the same episode, in the same scene, yeah. um, th- that is phenomenal writing. Yeah. And I have to yeah. say that... I agree um, with that. So the writing in that obviously managed to do this very successfully in, in, in Pre- Fresh Prince. I'm just going to go ahead and plug Only Fools and Horses and say that John Sullivan, the way he wrote... Especially there's an episode called Modern Men in uh, Only Fools and Horses. And if you ever get a chance, go and watch that episode because that goes from um, uh, from comedy to to like heartbreak. And I'm talking real heartbreak. Um, I'm not ashamed to say it. This episode's made me cry about three or four times. I've seen it. What was it about again? Sorry. So in this episode, um, uh, I don't... I probably watched if, it, but... You, no, if, no, I mean, no. I can't... I, I want to say spoiler alert because... But you should have seen it by now, surely. But yeah. um, it's, it's the episode where uh, Cassandra and Rodney are having a baby. Oh, okay. When they lose the baby. And they have a miscarriage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know this episode. And that episode, and I just want uh, the only reason I'm doing it, because I think that's probably I the best comparison I can episode, think of. If you do like a top five of yeah. the most watched things in the whole of the UK, that's top five. Really? I'm yep. not surprised because yep. it's fantastic. I think that. The Olympics opening ceremony of 2012 oh, London. Oh, okay. We're talking like everything. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the most watched of all time, I think England, West Germany. Yeah. Uh, Italian 90, World Cup semi-final. I think maybe Morecambe and Wise, maybe. Bullseye, I think, got ridiculous rating yeah. on Christmas. But I think, yeah, that when Ronnie Cassandra losing baby, I think it's one of the, the highest watched things in the history of UK television. But it is so like... But yeah, you can tell between the real yeah. and the, 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 the real life and then just comedy capers no, exactly, and yeah. things so, that are happening but, and you mesh it together. Yeah, I think yeah, Fresh so Prince would, would often do that brilliantly well. And I think another episode, Bullets Over Bel Air, so this was season five. So this is where Will and Carlton are at an ATM machine and Will get shot. And basically in this episode, Will's, he's, he's lying up in the hospital. He's kind of cracking jokes and whatnot. And Carton's like, how can you be laughing? You just got shot. And even in that scene where Carton like knocks over the hospital food and Will's like, I was going to eat that. Yeah. And, and, and they're dealing with it in that scene. And, and Carton's like, why is everything such a joke to you? And Will basically sees that Carton's got a gun and Will's like, give me the gun. Like, I saved your life. You owe me. I want the gun. And so within that, you've got the very, very funny where Will's like, I was going to eat that pudding that you just dropped on the floor. Yeah. And on the other hand, you got the Will in tears, like, what the hell was wrong with you? How could you possibly be carrying a gun? I think yeah. that's safe or, 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 or smart. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of had that. And I think, again, yeah, it's the way that they did that for most of the episodes. It's kind of what saves it for me. And it kind of is what it's thought of in such high regard to so many people. Yeah, I think um, obviously Fresh Prince launched uh, Will Smith's career. Big time. Um, I, I mean, not launched, but I think it revived yeah, I mean, obviously, because he went on to do Independence Day whilst he was doing uh, Fresh Prince. I think Prince. he did Bad Boys as well. Yeah, sorry, Bad Boys was first, 1995. Let me say this about Bad Boys. I don't care how much stick you lot give me. Bad Boys is a horrible film. 
It's an awful, awful film. I've never seen it. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, good. There are hundreds of Will Smith films that you guys can go and watch. But I remember when I said it in a barbershop once, I got absolutely battered. Were you getting your hair cut at the time? You've got to be careful. It when didn't you start. matter, yeah. <laughs> but everyone's like, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, they're like, how can you? And I wrote it on Twitter. And I'm like, I said what I said. I didn't stutter. Bad Boys is an awful film. It's when anybody too, goes, Bad Boys 2 is even worse than the first one. Whoa, I've ever... And everyone's like, bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when it got... That makes me cringe so much. I think I just uh, almost threw up in my mouth just uh, <laughs> just doing that thing now. And um, ooh, I'm just throwing up in my mouth just thinking of that bad boy song and the fact that they're going to do another film. But back to uh, Will Smith. I mean, Will Smith is not a bad actor. I just think bad boys was was bad no I, do you know what Will Smith's and not, one of my favourite yeah I think he's fantastic and uh, if you had a top three Will Smith films what's your top three uh, Men in Black 1 because um, Will Smith's great in it uh, uh, Pursuit of Happiness um, and Independence Day not in any particular order for me it's Pursuit of Happiness Hitch I love Hitch. Hitch is okay. Hitch is brilliant. But it's a bit... It's, bit it's probably my favourite Will Smith film. And my third... I think probably Independence Day, yeah. Independence they're Day is a crack three, movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's also three, got... Yeah, they're um, the three. Independence Day, Hitch, and Pursuit of Happiness for me. Yeah, it's all got Jeff Goldblum in it as well, so it's like a double win. <laughs> Another episode I really want to talk about, and I think it kind of might hit home with you personally, so this was Guess Who's Coming to Marry... So this was when one of the... Because obviously um, Aunt Vivian or Aunt Viv has a, a younger sister. So it's four of them. So yeah. it's Vi, Vivian, Janice, and... Um, I can't remember what the fourth one's called. Jonathan. Aunt Vivian, Vi... I can't, I can't remember what the loud one is called. But yeah, so it's four of them. And the young one is basically getting married... She obviously doesn't tell them that he's white. And so they're all kind of thinking, oh, who's this guy? Who's this guy? And so basically a, a black guy walks in with bags and everybody's all thinking, oh, man, he's fine. He's amazing. <laughs> they're, they're basically lording over him. And he's like, oh, what's going on? And then basically, like, oh, don't worry. We're going to bring you your little lady upstairs. And he's like, cool, cool. <laughs> and, so, and then basically like a white guy walks in and Uncle Phil's tipping him going, yep, here's, here's five bucks, kid. Get out of here. And then Janice comes down, runs, and she's hugging and kissing the white guy. And they're all going, <gasps> oh! And basically the black guy is sitting on the couch going, so <laughs> where's this uh, little lady y'all promised me? And they're basically like, get out of here, man. Like, get out of here. And... They're all like, and basically, yeah, Frankie's name is. So Frank and Janice, they go upstairs and uh, they're all like, did you notice that he was tall? And they're <laughs> like, it's okay. The, uh, the kids go to a predominantly tall school. And then one of them is like, oh, I had a cousin once who married a tall girl. And then Wool's like, did any of y'all not notice? But he was white. <laughs> and basically the big sister was like, 
why are you marrying a white guy? Don't marry a white guy. Me and Will, we're not going to come to the wedding. But she's like, look, I get what you're saying. I know how difficult it is. But I love him and he loves me. And we're going to get married. And basically, if you don't like it, you can lump it. And so, yeah, this was a very interesting episode, how they kind of dealt with that dynamic. Obviously, they were kind of looking at the, the pitfalls and the kind of the disadvantages of a, a mixed race marriage, particularly with a white guy and a black woman and how that kind of dynamic kind of goes. And they kind of do that really, really well. And basically, Will's mom comes to her senses because obviously Will's like, look, just because you don't agree with what your little sister's doing doesn't mean that what are you going to do? You're going to abandon her. You're going to abandon your sister because you don't agree with her and so you know you need to come to your senses it doesn't matter if he's white if she loves him that's ultimately what 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 counts i don't know it just kind of reminded reminded you of what of of yeah i don't know maybe of what i don't know maybe yeah, come on speak a black up. Walking, i'm thinking oh who is this brother that my sister's bringing damn bro like you know like doing the whole like black nod going, yeah <laughs> suck bro and then yeah thinking oh oh here's a white guy yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah here you go billy <laughs> yeah yeah here, here's a fiver yeah go go and park the car or something yeah but no it's just uh i feel like i didn't re-watch this episode i think i feel i've watched it before um but i think if any episode i, I should have re-watched i think this should have I should have watched this episode. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think it was a play on of the uh, the Sydney Portier film. Guess Sydney who's coming Potter. to dinner? Guess who's coming to dinner? Sydney Potter. This is all I said. It's Sydney Portier. No Potter. <laughs> it's an only Paul's and horses thing. I know I'm, it I'm, is. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I know it is. Yeah, Granddad loved him, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Potter. Yeah. It's oh, Portier. It's, it's Sydney Potter. He was in that film. Winnie. And then who? There was another one. Um, it was guess who uh, with yeah, uh, yeah. Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. Ast Ashton Kutcher, that's the one. Yeah, so that film, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously that's basically uh, that was my life a few years ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept, right? We we knew he was white, so I think yeah, I think uh, Ash that, had I think that's the yeah. Maybe she had the wherewithal to tell us that he was white, so it wasn't expecting. Uh, oh, <laughs> white guy, huh? No, it's just, yeah, that, that episode was good. And obviously, um, season one, again, this is what an episode that kind of hits home with not just me, but like many young black men yeah. kind of being stopped by the police. And I think they were kind of accused. They were kind of driving a, a car to Palm Springs. So the car belonged to Uncle Phil's law partner, Colin Firth. And they're driving the car to Palm Springs because they're basically having a, uh, a retreat over there. And basically, they get stopped, and Carlton's just so naive. And Will's like, he's going to tell you to put your hands on the wheel. And Carlton's like, good evening, fine sir. Put your hand on the wheel. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you should know that this is not my car, but this is the car of Colin Firth. And then Will's like, he's going to tell you to get out of the car now. And so the police was like, get out of the car. And so they were like, oh, they get taken in. And so they're like, oh, why don't you talk about all these uh, car robberies? And Carlton's like, uh, personally, I think it's a matter for the police to handle. And Will's like, yeah, they're handling it right now. <laughs> they think it's us. And so Carlton's like, oh, well, it's definitely not me. I'm rich. I live in a, a, a mansion next door to Ronald and Nancy Reagan. We live in Bel Air. 
And basically the police officers think they're just talking rubbish. And in the cell, they meet this crazy guy who just basically starts singing for no apparent reason. Actually, no, because Will's like, oh, let me cheer you up. And then he's basically going, when Israel was in Egypt's hands, let my people go. And then basically the guy's just going, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Cap your hands, snap your thighs, come join the Jubilee. And he's just this nutter and he's singing. And obviously this is quite a serious topic. Again, dealing brilliantly with this, very serious, but with the very funny. Yeah. So they kind of go into all of that. And then it kind of gets resolved where Uncle Phil just basically goes to the police station and they're all like not taking him seriously. And then the law partner walks in. He's like, those are not fees. They go, he goes, that's the, the son and nephew of my partner. And they're like, partner? And they're like, yeah, legal partner. And so he was like, oh, the police officer was like, oh, you better open the damn cell. Otherwise, I'm going to put you in so much litigations that your grandchildren are going to need lawyers. It's just one of those powerful scenes that he's just like, yeah, you better open up that damn cell. And it just, I, I love that so much. And again, it was a reality where for young black people, for no apparent reason, you could just get stopped for driving a certain car, for walking in a certain way, for wearing a certain type of clothes, or in my case, walking too fast or walking too slow, and you just get stopped by the police. Did we speak about this already? I don't <coughs> think we have. But well, yeah, I think we maybe because uh, you're few saying weeks ago, and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, because getting... we talk about this as if it's history, but it's not. No, right? it's happening to this day. To this day. To this day. That was in the right context as well. Yes, it was. <laughs> but no, yeah, like this, this stuff, it happens. And it happens all too often. And it's like not the first time I'll get stopped by police. And it probably won't be the last, as statistics will suggest. Just for just be just to uh, to be clear, you were stopped. No, because there was a uh, an old white lady who got robbed, and basically the police were trying to stop people. When they looking for like yeah, a, yeah. a like a like a five foot black yeah, guy. Yeah, they were looking like a five foot black guy, but then they just saw. I think they just stopped listening at black. Yeah, they're like black black. Yeah, black, black. it's like uh, in Everybody Hates Chris, where the guy's explaining he goes, "Oh, he was six foot five, weighed about two hundred and forty pounds." He had a, a scar on his face. He had uh, a, a watch on his right hand. He was wearing a, a diamond encrusted ring. And then Chris Rock's like, this is what the police officer heard. Black, 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 black. Oh, 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 I'm black, 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 black. Oh, black, 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 black. And instead of doing the due diligence of actually using your common sense and your brain, you should find out the facts but as it comes with black people common sense is not a no, thing I'm that we're kind of afforded a privilege that we're kind of afforded i mean we're lucky in the uk that the police aren't um they obviously i mean we say that but they haven't had much difficulties in there have been like deaths and custodies in the UK. So there's Yeah, but what what I'm saying obviously is it's not to the extent in America where they're armed with guns and no, exactly that's exactly what I was gonna say. So we're lucky that the police don't have guns in this country. Yeah. Um uh otherwise I'm sure that statistics will be a bit different because I mean the stop and search in the UK is ridiculous. Yeah. 
Like it's 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 a ra- it's like a, it's a racist. Like um, the last time I checked, it was like one in ten. Yeah, but I think it's more than that now. Like what? As in one in ten? Like for every one white person that yeah. gets stopped, the black person will get stopped ten times. But it's probably even more than that. And I guarantee you that if it was you going past, the police would never have stopped you. Uh, well, they might have done. Just hello, sir. How are you? But I think Having yeah, maybe day? they could because yeah. I think it was one of those where they wanted to kind of cordon off. The yeah. area, which I get that they have to do, but it's kind of like, like listen, use your common all sense. This, all I'm saying is they probably wouldn't have stopped you uh, on the merits of you just being a white guy. Yeah. But they did stop you on the merits of you being a black guy. 100%. Yeah. Because they were like, oh, we, we're, we're trying to stop a black person who was walking past that matched your description. Yeah. And then once the description became apparent, it looked nothing like me. And then it was all very embarrassing for the police officers. Yeah, but that's they, what I'm saying. So like they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have yeah. stopped a white guy just for being white and then something else on the description list. But they stopped you for being black and then nothing. And yeah. And the description list being completely different. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. And so Fresh Prince kind of ends with uh, uh, Hillary's show gets moved to New York. And so she goes there. Ashley moves with her to New York because she gets a, a modeling deal and the parents Vivian and Phil they move to New York to be closer with the family Carlton gets accepted to Princeton and Will decides to remain in California to finish off school yeah I think the one of the interesting things about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was uh, obviously the change of Vivian Banks oh yeah yeah. so obviously you had like this dark-skinned black woman who's playing the wife of a, a really upper class family so it's really interesting, I think, with the dynamics of the shows we did today. So we kind of had working class with good times. And then we kind of had sort of middle class with uh, Family Matters. And then we had sort of upper class with Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince Bel-Air. And then obviously, I think in her kind of opinion, in her view, it was kind of like she was saying that people in America necessarily didn't like the fact that there was this dark-skinned black woman playing a role of like a prominent she's a, a teacher yeah she's uh obviously living a wealthy life living that wealthy lifestyle and obviously we see like down the line we get a, a light-skinned aunt vivian so why did they recast her was there any reason she didn't get on with will smith like they really had a falling out and basically she didn't like him and he didn't like her and it was just one of those where fair enough and to this day she still talks about how they don't get on and how she feels like he screwed her and basically she feels that she got taken off the show because of him and she kind of blames him for it and they're still sort of at loggerheads today and then obviously the the new Aunt Vivian kind of gets a little flat because obviously she's a lot light skinned than yeah. The original Aunt Vivian, but if you actually look at what she's done in her life and her career, like she's, you know, gone through a lot of hardships. She got a degree in interior design and architecture from Northwestern University, and was actually the first African American woman to be homecoming queen. Really? And she married Tim Reed, who played Ray in Sister Sister. 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 Yeah. So that show. So he showed they were married in real life. Yeah, so oh they, really? they're, wow. they're married. I think they had a kid together. So that was a, an interesting thing about uh, 
that version of Aunt Vivian and Will Smith. I mean, you got to understand that obviously Will Smith ended up being the star of that show, right? Well, yeah, and obviously um, it, that's where he went on to like bigger and better things. Yeah, and I think that you kind of got to understand which side of the, uh, you know, which side your bread's buttered. And true, if, if you're gonna, true. you can blame him for getting you kicked off the show, but you kind of know that if, if the star of the show wants to throw a little tiz and get you kicked off the show, he probably. Like that would probably happen, right? I'm not saying he or whoever, but I'm just saying if you upset the star of a show, you can guarantee you're probably not working on it tomorrow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, yeah, like in, in 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 that kind of sense she was she's still very bitter about it. She's still every time there's interviews, she'll just make a sly comment about all of the cast actually, not even just Will Smith, but all of them. Like she's that's, just like That's a shame, man. Because it was quite she was really yeah, good. Yeah, I liked her, but it was just one of those where, yeah, she didn't get on and she didn't get on with like the biggest star of the thing. Yeah. Because obviously she felt it was like, oh, it's all about Will. It's all about Will. Everything, everything is geared towards him. And Well, let's face it, it was. Yeah. So Whether the writers meant for that to happen or not, yeah. that's exactly it. I yeah. Mean, as far as the last episode concerned, I know you just mentioned the last episode. I thought the episode, last episode was weak, man. Like really weak. I thought as far it's just kind of like, Everyone's like, shall we move? No, I don't I don't want to sell the house and this and that and the other. We're going to sell the house. Okay, fair enough, sell the house. And then they kind of just all parted ways and that was it. But that's how you meant to end the show. No, it? but it kind of, what I'm saying is, like, you know, like sometimes the last episode is like, oh my God, that was so good. And it just kind of fizzled out into nothing for me. I think, I think most finales tend to do that. I think anyway. Yeah. But no, yeah, obviously, as we were saying, Will Smith, after Fresh Prince, just went on to bigger and better things. And obviously, he still had a music career. So he had songs like Getting Jiggy With It, Miami. Yeah. Obviously, The Men in Black. Here come The Men in Black. Did you like Men in Black? Because you pulled a face when I said Men in Black. <sighs> not really. Why? I don't know. Sci-fi is not really my genre. Okay. I don't think. No, fair enough. I mean, of it. I remember when it came out, me and my mate um, at the time, we used to love it. A funny thing about Will Smith as well was he actually turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix. Really? He turned it down for Wild Wild West. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if you can put up this video on um, on uh, YouTube of the the Neo, of a, of a Matrix, a funny video of Na- Matrix anyway. Um, go on. Well, you can send it to me and I'll decide if I can put it up. It's funny, man. But what I was going to say, yeah, he turned down the role of Neo. Yeah. That I think Keanu Reeves plays. Yes, that's correct. So, uh, yeah, in favour of Wild Wild West, which bombed. I remember watching... Wild Wild uh, West is a horrendous film. Don't even think of trying to defend it. No, no, I wasn't. What I was going to say is, I I remember the trailers coming out. I really wanted to watch it, and and the, the song at the time. Like, I loved Will Smith, basically. And the song banged like the Wild Wild West song with Drew Hill. We're going straight to the Wild Wild West. Like, it was a proper banger. But it's just like the film just fell flat on its. It was quite ass. a science science fiction kind of Wild West film. That yeah, wasn't it? It, was, it was. It's a dreadful film. You can't. It's, it's, it was a horrible film, and it was. And, and but what he goes is, I don't regret it, because he goes, I don't think Neo was the right role for me. No. So he goes, it kind of would have. It, it suited Keanu Reeves a whole lot more than it would have suited me. So for him, it's like I have no regrets, even though I have to say, like, kind of. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Matrix series in general. Yeah, I, me neither. I, I think they're really. Quite I poor it was movies. Okay. I mean, 
there's a couple of things that bugged me about it. But anyway, so uh, but Neo is is uh, sorry, uh, Keanu Reeves Neo. I thought was actually really good. I thought yeah, it worked really well. It's perfect for him. Um, but there's a bit in the Matrix. I can't, is it in the first one where so they put a hand inside and they start a heart up? Oh no no the first one where where he where she kisses him when he's on the floor. I don't remember anything of the Matrix. But basically, I think he gets shot up at the end uh, of the first one, and then she kisses him, and then he's magically alive again. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of that's a real turn off for me. So I just like. All right, yeah. So uh, bringing the Fresh Prince sort of talk to an end. So apart from me saying it barely holds up, is there any lasting memories or any legacy kind of thing you have of Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince will always have a special place in my heart because of what it was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, like I said, I watched it a little while ago, and I got a bit bored of it. But then I watched it again just for this research, and I have to say that I kind of enjoyed it a little bit more. Maybe because I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. Yeah. I think if you come come at it like, "Oh, it was amazing! Oh my god, this was such a show! I'm gonna reconnect with it," you're gonna get disappointed, right? Yeah. But I think if you've had that disappointment, you turn it back on, then maybe it's. Um, yeah. I think yeah, it's one of those yeah. shows that's kind of the nostalgia is really good. Maybe you kind of leave it there. Hillary. Will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Hillary. Like, yeah, that was uh, Trevor who... uh, You remember Trevor, don't you? Yeah. The news guy. And yeah, I just thought of that right now. But yeah, for me, Fresh Prince, it's... Yeah, it it barely holds up. But you know what it holds up? I think some of the... The powerful scenes, it kind of deals with so many subjects that, you know, that were very prevalent in the black community. Yeah. I think it's got it's very just, redeeming features. Yeah. Of, of that, the... that, 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 that will always keep it going, no yeah. matter what. No matter how cringy I might think it is, there's always just going to be like clips of like whether it's Carlton telling off the pledge leader of the five beta gamma where he's like why are you basically saying i'm a sellout or if they're not unusual man i mean you can't not laugh at that there you go yeah that's that's great that's 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 funny that's the fact that he loves tom jones so much i think tom jones even makes an appearance oh really yeah i didn't know that he was in an episode yeah like i said i've watched fresh prince to death yeah and on that note i think we can bring it to an end Well, there you have it, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And of course, there's plenty more where it came from. Because Yesterday's Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. Go and give us a listen. Subscribe, like, share, tell your mates, tell your mates, mates, mates. And especially for Black History Month, we're going to be continuing talking about iconic black shows and cartoons. Obviously, stay tuned for that. And, of course, stay tuned for more episodes of Yesterday's Capers. So, listen to it and let me know what you think as well because feedback from you guys is very, very important. And also, let me know where you're listening to Yesterday's Capers from wherever you are around the world. And I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to go now. So, join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.
on the ball with your kid. Watch your step. You might fall trying to do what I did. Mama, uh, mama, uh, mama, come close side. In the middle of the club with